That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. I got COVID last week. It sucks. Well, you sound fine. Yeah. It's uh, mostly just fatigue. Lots yeah. and lots of fatigue. That was my experience with uh, the one time I never tested positive for it, but everybody in my house did. And obviously I felt like crap, so I must have had it. And then there's the other time that I tested positive for it, but felt completely normal and nobody else in my house got it. See, yeah, this is this is the time <laughs> when, when uh, I'm the negative tester, but definitely got it. I like this new and improved COVID, by the way. This this new one is uh, much better than the last one, I must right. say. They're, get, they're finally getting it right. They're dialing uh, it in. Yeah. <laughs> bringing it down to regular flu levels. Yeah. It, this is better than the flu. This is much easier than the flu. There's a lot less goo compared to the flu. Um, so here's the fun part. So my roommate's testing positive, which is good because she's the one that brought it home. Right. And um, we went through a series of tests. Uh, first test she did was positive. Second test she did, we did that because we, we had all these tests in the house. So we tried the different ones just to make sure because she did, she just had a sore throat. And she's like, ah, I feel wonky. I better take a test because we were going to go see a client and uh, came back positive. And we're like, oh, no, took another test, came back negative. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're, we're on to something here. Next two tests were both positive. Right. So. I start I start the rounds taking the tests, but here's what we here's what we ended up doing. We tested four different brands of tests. Three we bought. One was from the government. Guess which one was completely ineffectual in every case? Oh, the government one. Yeah, all of them. And we tested them from <laughs> not just the ones that they sent us, but different peoples that they, that were sent to. We gathered everybody's tests because we're like, oh, we gotta find, we gotta, we gotta, you know, bust this wide open. And sure enough, different lot numbers, different any anybody that got the recent batch of tests from the government in the here in the U.S., mm-hmm. none of them tested her positive. Every other test did. So, <laughs> and we had a bunch of friends in New York in the past couple of months that were super sick, and they're like testing, and they're like, "Oh, it's okay, it's negative. I got it from the government. It's fine. I'm sure the test is perfect." Nope, not at all. So, if you feel like shit and you think you may have COVID, Drop a few bucks, go to the store and pick up one that you can, you know, verify where it came from. That's that's my uh, that's my COVID advice for the week. And wear a mask when you go pick up that thing. Not that anybody will. Everybody's done. Yeah, I think everybody's <laughs> done wearing masks. I mean, I, I, I went to the store. I'm testing negative, but I'm, I had to still go out and get supplies for, for her because she's positive. But I still wore a mask because I swear, I, I mean, I know what it feels like and I know the instant that it hit me. Right. It's just like, ooh, you know, it's just wave of ooh that flows through you. So, but it's been a nice, uh, nice week of naps, right. I got to say. So, uh, you're, you're okay. Yeah, I'll survive. I will survive. <laughs> 
So uh, hat tip to Shanaru for on Discord for this one. He, uh, he he was the first one to come through. I've seen this everywhere since then, so we'll make it quick. Uh, there was a Bored Ape NFT event in Hong Kong mm-hmm. and uh, called Ape Fest 2023. Mm-hmm. And apparently some contractor, they're, they're saying some contractor, uh, installed the wrong type of UV light in one of their art installations. And it was the germicidal version of the UV light, the one they use in hospitals to, you know, kill germs and uh, also in tanning beds, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that tells you why you should never go in a tanning bed, by the way, which I'm surprised from the 80s, I don't have skin cancer out the wazoo because I lived in those things. Uh, But yeah, a lot of people the next day were blinded by the light. On the plus uh, side, none of them have COVID. Yeah, none of them do have COVID. So shocker, shocker. Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, there's uh, a million jokes that have done the round on this. Uh, obviously, it's like uh, they didn't burn their eyes out from just looking at the stupid NFTs. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or or it, or it affected all of five people because that's about how many went to the fest. Uh, it's another one. Somebody uh, posted a picture of one of the. Uh, bored apes with uh, lasers shooting out of its eyes. And he's like, I always thought the lasers were going the other way. <laughs> Aren't the lasers supposed to come out of Biden's eyes, not the apes? Mm-hmm. Mm, different memes. Right. Yep. Different, don't, don't cross the memes. <laughs> don't, don't cross, cross the memes. The memes. <laughs> uh, so, and I saw this one come through that I thought was pretty cool. Molly White was uh, rocking the gray lady this week. She's got mm-hmm. an op-ed on Sam B- Bankman-Fried and uh, – it's pretty good. It's a pretty good summation of what went wrong and who's to blame. So well, it's kindred spirit. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping Molly White is looking to pivot pretty soon because uh, all this stuff is crashing down pretty hard. I think she's got she's got some runway right now because, uh, well, she's actually moving to doing what she's – the writing in the newsletter full time. And she changed the name of her newsletter to Citation Needed, which I thought was a great, great uh, branding pivot for her since she's a Wikipedia editor. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's moving into this full time because I don't know if you've noticed, Brian, but Bitcoin is on the rise, which is basically refueling all of the get rich quickers saying, see, we told you it was going to come back. Better join up. Give us your money. <laughs> and people are falling for it. So I think well, she's look, I think she's got some runway. I think I think what we've said all along is what's going to happen. Bitcoin is is the the one. It's the neo of crypto. It, it's it's uh, it's where people in crypto run to when everything else crashes down, and then they go, "Oh, we're gonna try this all again." It's it, we got a different idea. We got a different idea this time. Oh shit! It's the same idea, the same idea, the same idea. Back to Bitcoin. Um, well, yeah, because so, yeah, as long as someone holds Bitcoin, they need the dumber person to come buy it to raise the price so they can unload it. It's the greater fool theory. You still need more fools to feed the machine. So yeah. as long as Bitcoin still exists, as long as Ethereum still exists, you know, there's going to be the hunt for another fool. Yep. And as a quick show note, uh, I will not be around next week. So we're taking the week off, which is causing Jason great consternation. But uh tough i need some i need some california sun so i'm traveling no show next week yeah andy's coming to california surprise yeah. surprise well, it is not causing me consternation i'm kind of enjoying this time off thing <laughs> I, I could get the hang of it well I'm, hopefully you'll be completely covid recovered and you can actually enjoy the time off. yes well just because i had covid didn't mean i didn't enjoy it <laughs> in the news WeWork has finally announced that they will be filing for Chapter 11 protection. Shocking. The shares were uh, halted on the New York Stock Exchange on Monday. 
It's describing its bankruptcy filing as a comprehensive reorganization of its business. Yeah, (laughs) that's one way to put it. Uh, They are requesting the ability to reject the leases of certain locations, which are largely non-operational, and all affected members have received advance notice. So yes, they bought up all the real estate. Then nobody wanted to go into WeWork locations, and then that started to crash. And then there's the great commercial real estate crash, which has just kind of begun and is going to go into all of next year. Uh, So they made some bad choices at some bad times, and now they're saying, to hell with this, we're out. Yeah. And we don't want to pay any of our bills. We're going to pull a musk. Except legally, because that's exactly what bankruptcy is for. So, yeah, they've gone from billions to millions. So you had that brilliant scheme that uh, crashed and burned. So what is the founder of WeWork, Adam Newman, doing? A different real estate scheme. Oh, God. This time focused on residential rentals. Emerged last year that his uh, new company has bought more than 3,000 apartments in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Atlanta, and Nashville. The company is called Flow has reportedly received an investment of $350 million from, you guessed it, Andreessen Horowitz. Of course. Why don't they just call a spade a spade and just call it Slumlord? Yeah, pretty much. Seriously, come on. This is going to fail too because it's stupid. Yeah, like we don't have enough housing problems already, you Mm -hmm. know? Come on. Uh, What we're not going to have a problem with, uh, apparently in the future, are political deep fakes, thanks to the guys at Microsoft. Okay. Yes, uh, Microsoft's Azure team is going mm-hmm. to be working with political campaigns next year to uh, help spot deep fakes. Okay. Okay, we're going to say, okay. <laughs> there, there's, Brian, Brian, mm-hmm. as, as they always yeah. try and roll this out, there's going to be a watermark. All right. That yeah. solves everything. Oh, watermarks solve everything, as we've learned time and time again that it doesn't. Yeah. So. Good luck with uh, that. Yeah, keep your eyes out for that one. Uh, that's going to be <laughs> so. That launches in the spring of next year. So we'll, we'll be mocking it. Um, I'd say by June. I, yeah. I, I expect that to be back on the show in June. We'll see. I, I you know, I, I like to have faith in what Microsoft does, but uh, good luck with this. This is yeah, going to be whack a mole for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked a little bit about Cruise's problems last week, and they're just. Getting worse as the days go by, GM's autonomous vehicle cruise division is already going through a rough patch with the California Department of Motor Vehicles suspending its driverless permits over safety issues. Now several new reports have highlighted other issues with the company, including problems with its autonomous vehicles recognizing children and the frequency with which human operators must remotely take control. So they have uh, also just announced that they're temporarily suspending production of its fully autonomous origin transport. So, yeah, basically, uh, the cruise reportedly kept its vehicles on the street, even though they knew that they had problems recognizing children because they're just too damn small. Yeah. Oh, what is it? What is it? With yeah. the little ones? And because things can come unexpectedly into the street, like kids. And oh, bikes the younglings. Oh, the younglings. Costumes. Yes. The, <laughs> you know, the things that happen in streets, which is why drivers have to pay attention and why these things don't work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, just keeps- in a specific test, the vehicle detected a child-sized dummy, but still struck it with a mirror at 28 miles per hour. <laughs> Got one! That sounds wonderful. <laughs> uh, they have also had trouble detecting large holes in the road, such as construction site pits with crews inside, which is something oh, the shit. company itself calls a major risk. <laughs> the GM's own documents indicated that even with its small fleet, the vehicle a vehicle was likely to drive into such a hole at least once per year. <laughs> and into a pit with people inside once every four years. Oh, my God. 
And it also turns out that these taxis aren't autonomous at all. In fact, they require human assistance every four to five miles. Yep, that is that is where things got really fun. Because <laughs> uh, I love this next headline. Could Cruise be the Theranos of AI? <laughs> is there a dark secret at the core of the entire driverless car industry? Yes, well, it here's, doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Here's <laughs> the thing. Every, you know, screw the AI. Forget it. Let's just throw it out the window. We have figured out how to put enough cameras and sensors on these cars where we can have a warehouse of drivers just sitting there driving all these cars remotely. Mm -hmm. Let's just do that. Yeah. Let's just do that. Move That'd the taxi perfect. drivers to gamification. Exactly. Yes, you know what that you know what that's going to reduce. Well, I, if for one, it's going to reduce uh, sexual assaults. It's going to reduce um, oh sexual assaults, maybe some murders, <laughs> also um, stankiness factors. Generally, well, it's cams. still going to be stanky. You're still no, going to get the people in the back getting getting busy. And we should also make it clear that when we say gamifying it, you do not get points for striking a child with the mirror at 28 miles per hour. Oh, that's minus man. points. <laughs> you sure about that? Because that sounds kind of. There's a whole a whole generation of people raised on like playing Doom. No, no, no. There's even there's an even better game for this. It's called Zombie Highway. It is one of the greatest iOS games of all time. You're in a you're in a truck and you have to swerve back and forth. And you hit, as you hit the zombies, you get you know uh, haptic feedback. Mm -hmm. I think about that game when I'm driving down the street all the time. I just sorry, I was raised on out. Spy Hunter, so I want my autonomous taxi to have oil slick. Oil slicks, uh, <laughs> smoke screens, and missiles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so every four to five miles. Oh, That's God. amazing. That is not self-driving at all. I love at the end of this one, Art. This, of course, Gizmodo. This revelation raises questions about the role of human labor in the autonomous driving industry and the need for adult supervision. <laughs> and in parentheses, human. But I, I think the need for adult supervision is fantastic. I, I Although think this shows that their model does not work. No, not I yet. Think that's pretty clear. Well, you know, you know what they're going to roll out, Brian. The hmm. fact that humans are worse at it at scale, and they're going to say, "Well, yeah, they, you know, you got to break a few eggs, and every now and again, you got to run over a kid." But we're going to run over fewer kids mm -hmm. than humans would. Is that that's the argument that they're that going will to be make. the argument? Yes, of yes. Course it will be. And then they're going to say, "Well, we're running over fewer kids because they're all stuck in a traffic jam because somebody put a cone in the middle of the road, then ran out with some spray paint and made a circle around everybody, and they're stuck." <laughs> uh, wrangling AI cars should be like a new sport in the Olympics. I think it'd be great. Right. Uh, but uh, getting back to AI, mm -hmm. OpenAI had its first developer conference this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, OpenAI mm -hmm. is a juggernaut. The, they are going to be the biggest company in the world probably in five years. I, that is my prediction at this, at this okay. rate. Um, right. Because... I mean, they've got a hundred million uniquely or unique weekly users. That is ridiculous. And I'm sure a lot of them are paid, but it does cost a good fortune to run the damn thing. But yeah. the cost is going to come rivers. down on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, once you get the main body of the, the corpus trained, I think the cost is cost per query will come down over time. But, okay. you know, so we've got some different things that came out this week. We've got GPT-4 Turbo. 
Turbo. Ooh, yeah. Uh, so you can add a new context that's four times larger than the old models. I think it's like up to 300 pages that you can put in now. It's crazy. Oh, okay. You can now build your own GB, your own GPT for fun and profit, or maybe not profit, but maybe profit, because they are going to have a store where you can actually have your GPTs run in. Okay, we're going to see how that goes. That should be mm -hmm. interesting. I can't wait for the first racist uncle bot. Yeah, yeah. I want a George Carlin bot. That's all I want. Oh, I want somebody to take nice. everything that George Carlin ever did and put it in a bot. You know what would happen if you did that, Jason? The bot would immediately destroy itself. It would. It would blow up. I hate myself. I want to die. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck humanity. And I would have to use, I, you know, because there's a new program that they're going to have called Copyright Shield to protect businesses using their products from copyright claims. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See how mm -hmm. that goes? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. That's running through the courts right now. If they started with that new program called Copyright Shield, it wouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's mm, true. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we uh, ignore that uh, enough to build our business. But, you know, now that we're up here, <laughs> we're going to pay attention to copyright now. Yeah. Do you see how much investment we got? Do you know how many GPT lawyers we have on staff? It's great. <laughs> We have AI lawyers for miles and miles. Mm -hmm. uh, new assistance API to let developers build their own agent-like experiences and a text-to-speech API called Audio API with six preset voices. So we're going to be out of a job sooner than we thought. Okay. Yay. This uh, is the job? Yeah. <laughs> well, we do get paid every now and again, a little mm -hmm. bit here and there. Uh, uh, Dolly 3 API with built-in moderation tools and a new image generation model. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, they got new stuff coming out, but uh, the new build your own GPT is going to be the interesting one because from what I've seen, people are already starting to play with it. They say it's okay. It ain't mm -hmm. fantastic, but you can, you know, as far as from a productivity standpoint, you can actually get a lot done with it. So it should be interesting to to play with as soon as it comes out. I really just wish that I had a brain left after, you know, I'm 50, so 50 or, or 50. Jesus Christ, I'm 52. I forgot. I'm a 52-year-old <laughs> recovering alcoholic stroke addict that used to be a developer, so I don't have a brain left. But this would be so much fun to play with if I did. I mean, this would, this as an ex-developer, you got to admit, Brian, that this is some cool shit to, that's out there. There's, there's enough of you out on the internet since you've been around since day one that you can feed all of your input in and, and make a JSON bot. And that uh, could just run around saying, if I only had a brain. <laughs> that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Google is going to bring its generative AI to ads. What could possibly go wrong with that? What could possibly? I love this. Google is rolling out new generative AI tools for creating ads, from writing the headlines and descriptions that appear along with searches to creating and editing the accompanying images. It's pitching the tool for use by both advertising agency as well as businesses without in-house creative staff. Great. Great. Pretty soon they're going to have an AI to build your business, run the ads, and just take all the money. So that's – I don't know. They just need a person in the middle to act as a go-between. That's all Maybe. there is. Well, they need AI customers and the AI will be buying the products and then pretty much we can all just fuck off. It's, yeah, where's profit? I just yeah. – where's I don't profit? understand where the profit is in so many of these things. Yeah. Well, the profit for us. That's the problem. We yeah. don't have the profit for None. us. Yeah. Oh God! And they're saying that they're 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 never going to reuse assets. So you're you're never going to have you know you you're going to put in this. This is the great part about you know AI nowadays. You can never get the same result twice. So well, you can always add a finger, Jason. You can always add a finger or legs. 
God, you know, when you have an even number of fingers, is it a double middle finger or just no middle finger? How mm. how do you give anybody the bird with six fingers? You just got to figure that out. Ask 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 ChatGPT. Ask ChatGPT. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Google is expanding uh, their partnership with Anthropic since Microsoft has already locked it up with OpenAI. Yep. They got to figure somewhere. You know, <laughs> they got to, they got to go with somebody. So they've got these. They're you know, Google is a chip maker too. When it comes to this stuff, they've got these TPU chips um, that they're working on that they've been working on forever for machine learning and the like. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have Anthropic use Google Cloud and their TPUs to start building their stuff with. So that's all the news that's fit to print on that one. No, no, no great, uh, no great surprise there, but no. Anthropic is still behind OpenAI by quite a ways. So, you know, and who's, who's Amazon partnered with? I can't remember. They're, Amazon's they're, partnered with hmm. OpenAI. Actually, oh, okay. no. Well, yeah. Amazon, Amazon AWS is partnered with OpenAI and I think Anthropic because they're trying to be neutral in right. the whole thing. You're, they want you to be able to spin up different instances of whichever whichever one that you choose for that day. Okay, they, gotcha. you know, they just kind of want to be a clearinghouse for uh, actual just compute. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Uh, which is the smart way? I mean, that's the the best place to be. Just be in right. the middle and let let everybody let them battle it out. Exactly. You know, here's a gazillion GPUs. You have at <laughs> it. You know, spin it up. Uh, speaking of GPUs, mm -hmm. this okay. This comes from uh, Mike Matea on uh, or Mike yeah Mike Matea on uh, Discord sent this one in. The first AI nation, a ship with 10,000 NVIDIA H100 GPUs worth $500 million, could become the first ever sovereign territory sovereign territory that relies entirely on artificial intelligence for its future. Boy, there's a lot in that headline. <laughs> this reeks to me of really stoned crypto bros yep. trying to come up with their next big thing. Yeah. That's all this sounds like. We're going to build a boat, dude. We're going to build a boat. We're going to put some solar panels on it, and we're going to, like, put it offshore. You know and what, And we're dude? just going to have AI. No regulations. No governments telling us what we can and can't do out there. Shit. No food. Oh, wait. Yeah. Fish. We got fish. The AI will tell us how to fish. <laughs> dude. Dude, that's a big w wave. Dude. Uh, can, can, can you go faster? <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? By the way, the other governments that you're trying to get around and you don't want to pay taxes to, you know what those taxes pay for? Uh, submarines with missiles. Exactly. Just a saying. Navy. <laughs> they pay for a Navy. Yeah. Good luck, uh, bros. Yeah. Uh, let, let me let me uh, give you a tip. Uh, do not park your ship off the coast of Somalia. Just saying that yeah. would be a bad place to put your $500 million worth of where, GPUs. Where are they going to go when they run out of their micro doses of mushrooms? Oh, I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know, dude. Good right. <laughs> <laughs> micronesia for their micro dose. All right. Well, I'll probably get blown out of the water there too. I yeah, definitely. <laughs> you don't, no drugs. Don't bring drugs. No drugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and GitHub Copilot. Mm -hmm. is a new AI-powered developer platform that aims to make software development faster and more efficient. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. We've got GitHub Copilot Chat, which is a new mm -hmm. AI-powered chat feature that allows developers to get answers to coding questions and find errors in their code, which used to be called Stack Overflow until yes. AI took it over and they fired everybody. <laughs> yep, pretty much. That's amazing. Uh, 
Yeah, we've got GitHub Copilot Enterprise, a personalized version of GitHub Copilot for organizations, which includes features such as smart actions and enterprise-grade security. Yes, yeah, so, so probably... it won't spit out your proprietary code to everybody else that asks about it. <laughs> yep, and, and, and it costs 300 times more than the other version, which is exactly the same thing. Yes. Uh, and they, uh, uh, they've got a partner program that integrates GitHub Copilot with third-party developer tools and services so that you can easily share all your proprietary information <laughs> with third-party developers. And new security features that use machine learning to detect and prevent vulnerabilities in your code. Mm. All I got to say is, uh, it, this this goes along with the next next story that I'm going to talk about, but man... Speaking of being young and having a brain again, I would just love to be a red teamer right now, just going up against AI, trying to find all the holes in all of this like AI powered coding that this shit's building. Oh, because, yeah. Because oh think of all God. the ways that people figured out around just basic AI, generative AI. Like mm -hmm. it's, there's no way this is secure. No way. I this mean, is leak, this is leakier than that than the bros boat's going to be in about a month. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> no, because yeah, because the next story is AI bot capable of insider trading, trading and lying. Say researchers. This one comes from Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. Mm. A recent demonstration by the UK's AI Safety Summit showed that AI bots can potentially perform illegal financial trades and lie about it. No, <laughs> Sam Bankman-Fried required. AI, it's just like humans. It is just like humans. <laughs> uh, the demo used a GPT-4 model bot and showed that the AI could make an illegal purchase of stocks without telling the firm. And here's the kicker. When asked it if it had used insider trading, the bot denied it, even though it had. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. So I'm. I'm. here's what I want to do. I just want to take... All you have to do right now, find the biggest open source libraries, shove them through these things, and just let it have at it. Say, find me a hole. Put WordPress through this thing. Put the, put the, the you know, the big uh, plugins that are out there, the most installed plugins, which you can find a list of on WordPress, WordPress.net. Yeah, just point your, chat, point your yeah. generative AI at that and let it go to work. Yeah, say, find me some holes because mm -hmm. I, you know... I would say that this is going to be a big thing, but I guarantee right now that there are farms of Russian servers out there doing exactly this right now, trying to find how they can install their next round of ransomware on this mm -hmm. shit. It is a good time, Brian, to take up farming. Like Clarkson? Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> like just move to a farm and be done with it? That's kind Dirt. of where I'm headed. Yep. I'm thinking, I'm thinking... Let's get back to actual farming, not Bitcoin farming, not crypto farming. Let's get back to regular farming because if it's attached to the internet, it is going to be a shit Wait, show soon. Jason, I've got an idea. What? We're going to get a boat. Yes! Everyone needs a world-class VPN. Grumpy Old Geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity. Private internet access never keeps any records of their users' online activities, so you can be assured that you have complete privacy and nobody knows what you're doing online. No matter your technical skills, private internet access is one of the easiest VPN apps out there. All it takes to connect is just one click or tap and your data will be encrypted instantly. With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to 10 devices at the same time. Go to GOG.show slash VPN and sign up today. For a limited time only, you can get our favorite VPN for just $2.69 a month when you sign up for two years. GOG.show slash VPN. 
That's G-O-G dot show slash V-P-N. Warmer, sunnier days are calling, and it's time to fuel up with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor Fresh's never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day that you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Step into a world of endless culinary delight with over 35 enticing meal options and over 60 tantalizing add-ons refreshed weekly. This May, supercharge your wellness journey with dietitian approved dishes built on ingredients you can count on. Treat your taste buds every day from sunrise to sunset with effortless, nutritious choices, spanning from energizing breakfasts to delectable desserts. Indulge in the luxury of restaurant-caliber meals right at home. Savor the sophistication of filet mignon, the freshness of shrimp, and the bold flavors of blackened salmon. Simplify your life with Factor Meals, ready in just two minutes. Say goodbye to grocery runs, tedious prep, and cleanup. I love these things. I can't even tell you what I had this week because I had so many of them. But that's the great thing about Factor. Every week you have new options, and they're delicious. And you can tailor your eating experience with six specialized menu options. Whether you're looking to cut calories, boost protein, go meat-free, or maintain a well-rounded diet, they make it easy to support your lifestyle goals. Tune in to taste, convenience, and wellness with every bite. Head to factormeals.com grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box Plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard... We think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Media Candy. Well, I finished up uh, Loki last night, the last episode of season two. Uh... Hopefully Did it stick season. the landing? I haven't seen it yet. Um, I, you know, I guess here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked the first season of Loki and then I liked a lot of the second season. I thought a lot of the acting was actually very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. But it just started to get too Marvel universe Mm-hmm. And I suppose it stuck the landing, depending on what the state of the Marvel universe is at, that I don't give a fuck about. What's so the definition I don't really of landing, know? I guess, is, is where, 
where you have to put that. Yeah. Yeah. So what I, what I've come to is is I really I've my enjoyment of Marvel movies or series is directly proportional to how standalone they are. And right. Loki started to get less and less standalone as it went along, as you could tell they were heading towards something. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's where it's maybe, at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did really like Hawkeye. Yeah, that's, but that's, Hawkeye was almost entirely self-contained. Almost at the end, you know, it, again, it they have to, to do something at the end, don't they? Yeah, and just because they got to set up that fucking crossover, of course. Yep. Uh, the Marvels, the new Marvel Universe mm-hmm. movie, the thirty-third movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is Jesus. out this weekend. Right, thirty-third fucking movie, and the New York Times sums up their review perfectly, mm-hmm. and it's all right there in the headlines. The Marvels review: You've seen this movie thirty-two times before. <laughs> I'm glad the rest of the universe is coming around to my way of thinking about these things. <laughs> now, the unfortunate thing, of course, is now it's especially if you spend time on X or Twitter or any of the uh, social oh media generative fight debates uh, that exist now. It's like anybody that you, you're not allowed to complain about the Marvels because you're just complaining because it's a bunch of women. It's a, you're against the feminist approach. Oh, is this well, like how about getting it's just mad fucking at the boring and it's dead and we're all sick of these movies. How about that? Yeah, I mean, like, the all-female Ghostbusters reboot, um, I didn't like it because it was all-females. I didn't like it because it was bad. It just wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was rooting for that movie. Come on. Yeah. And I just think, I think we're at superhero fatigue now. Like, throwing in the... Now. Uh, we, well, I've been there since day one, but yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's really just it. So, anyways, maybe we'll get some more stuff right now because guess what? The SAG-AFTRA is over the uh the the big thing that was going on the whole strike has ended we have no details whatsoever about what the what the actual uh the deal that was made that was struck was yet but uh the strike is over so many 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 actors in los angeles now actually have less to do with their lives because god knows they're not working <laughs> so I, I was surprised i didn't hear fireworks or anything going off no horns honking um it hasn't been ratified yet so i'm no. gonna learn more this week about what's what's actually in it as it yeah. comes out because they have to go vote on it now so well one thing that uh we're we found out right before they decided to uh strike a deal and end the strike is something that i'm sure that they had to deal with this is the big news that came out before uh they announced it but uh the studios have basically put in their last best and final offer. Again, we'll see. Uh, clauses about letting them reuse AI-created likenesses of high-demanded deceased performers without consent. Yeah. Or family permission, which is like, fuck that. <laughs> so, yeah, they just want to basically like, uh, because part of the deal now is like anybody, whenever they come in to do a movie or a show now, especially if you're a high enough level actor or uh, they do AI scans. They do that with everybody, even the extras. Even extras now, too. So Uh, so part of the deal that was in in their last proposal was, yeah, we get to use this forever in perpetuity without any consent whatsoever from anyone. Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, you do not. So we'll find out, but I'm sure because this one caused quite a bit of uproar. And to have the deal right after this news came out must mean that this got killed. Yeah, there's got to be there's got to be a kill switch in that. You know, what they do is this is just like, you know, we we used to do in the the ad business. We would we would make 10 posters for a movie Mm -hmm. and, you know, eight of them were garbage and two of them were the ones that we wanted them to pick. 
and you yeah. give them the garbage to get so they can make themselves feel like they got rid of something and then they would pick the yeah. they would obviously always pick the worst one of the bunch that you knew that they were never ever going to pick and that's that's most of the way movie posters get get made yeah. uh so they probably threw that in there as something for them to kill to make them feel like they got something you know maybe it's negotiation 101 so we'll see. It's also just evil, which also tracks. Yeah, that's right on. That's right on brand. <laughs> that's right on brand. Yep. Uh, this came out this, today. Darren Aronofsky will direct an Elon Musk biopic for A24. Why <sighs> is my only question. Why? No, no it's based on Walter Isaacson's book, which why? I mean, I, Elon's not dead yet. Come on. Can we at least kill the fucker before we're making movies? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, if only the GOG curse holds true. <laughs> oh no yeah <laughs> we've tried we've tried you know uh, we've mentioned him every goddamn episode still out there uh, trump's running for re-election <laughs> so the curses uh, curse has no teeth <laughs> yep oh man and here's here's some fun news this mm-hmm. this goes down to uh how studio accounting is just a dumpster fire disney plus adds nearly seven million subscribers still loses money also increased uh costs <laughs> Uh, to the subscribers, so they're raking in more money. Uh, they're also shelving things left, right, and center to use as tax write-offs. It's all, this is all accounting bullshit. Yeah. I kept we kept hearing all these stories about streaming media and streaming media and streaming media is just it's a cesspool for money. All they do is lose money left, right, and center. No, that's just fucking creative accounting. It's creative accounting, and that's that's probably why. When uh, remember the Discovery Max thing, mm-hmm. like when that first happened, they were killing shows that were already done and mm-hmm. ready to be ready to be put out. Yep. And they were just killing them left, right and center because they could use that as a write off saying, nope, nope, we just spent one hundred million dollars on this. Nah, yeah, just we're going to we're going to write that down. Well, so. it just came out in the news, the, uh, I think yesterday that uh, Warner Brothers had a whole uh, Bugs Bunny and Wile E. Coyote animated movie that was testing through the roof. That they just decided to shelve because they were going to take it as a thirty million dollar tax write off. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it is. It's yeah. such bullshit. It such is. Bullshit. It's total bullshit. It's. I, I'm happy to see all this stuff come out in the news more and more because I think once you shine the light on it, maybe something can change, and it should. So, but I doubt it. Got a little music news. Mariana Faithful is not doing well. She's been suffering from long COVID. For quite some time, she revealed that she'd lost her singing voice due to her initial bout of COVID back in 2021. Uh, Right now, there is a tribute album coming out to help raise some money for her care. And a few of the artists that are going to be involved include Iggy Pop, Shirley Manson and Cat Power, Tanya Donnelly from Belly and the Breeders, and the Parkington Sisters have already released their rendition of This Little Bird. You've also got Peaches, Lydia Lunch, The Bush Tetras, Danita Sparks, and more. So pretty cool. It's, if you liked, if you like late '90s alternative female singers, this is for you. Yeah, no doubt. And Iggy oh. Pop, you know, he doesn't quite fit in, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> no, no, yeah. Um, so I, I put this in here because this is something that I really plan on doing, and I thought maybe uh, since you're coming to California, you might be interested in it. Mm-hmm. But you're probably booked. Um, but next, next trip, maybe, um, uh, my friend Jordan Harbinger is a huge escape room fan and he got me to go to one of them. He's been to well over a hundred of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. but I went to one of them with him one time and it was so much fun and I've never gone again. Um, because I have no friends and it's probably really boring to go alone. Um, there's a new one called Star Trek quantum filament that is down the road for me. (laughs) 
The only downside is you're there to save the crew of the Discovery. <laughs> Come oh. on. Can you give me a better ship to save? Uh, but I don't care if they make it. I know. I'm like, <laughs> they've already been canceled. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably how they got the, uh, the the license to do this because it's dead IP. Right. <laughs> Coming up on the final season. But for an hour, you get to run through and, and save the discovery. And it looks really fun. So um, I, I looked at this, this, this company, Escapology. They've got gazillions of locations around the country and some in mm -hmm. Canada uh, because they franchise. I found right. out. I'm like, man, they're really doing well. Oh, they franchise. That's how they make their money. Nice. Um, but this one, uh, it's here in Northridge. So I'm going to go check that out with my buddy uh, as soon as I'm done with the COVID. Okay. <laughs> Let me know how it is. If they spend money on it, it might be interesting. But check we'll the see. trailer out. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Well, we've been burned by trailers before, Jason. This is true. This mm -hmm. is true. 33 times from Marvel, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Okay, uh, spoiler warning here for the next uh, two to three minutes. Okay. So uh, this is for The Traitors, and this comes from any version of the TV show The Traitors. So you might want to fast forward a little bit. I'll put some, maybe I'll put some music behind this, some ominous music. Wow, you make it sound like anybody watches the show besides you. It is an unbelievably huge sensation, Brian. Okay. It really Never even heard of it. They've got they've got two versions in Australia. They they're launching a third season in the UK. There's a New Zealand version. There's a Canadian version, and they're working on the second version in the US. And it comes from a Dutch series, so it is a, it is a big show that we've never heard of. Okay. But I checked out the news on it, and pe people who are into it are big into. It. It's kind of like you know the Real Housewives level of the shit that we would have never heard of. Right. So the quick premise is. A bunch of people are sent to a location. Uh, in the Australian version, there are 24 people. Four are picked to be traitors. 20 are picked to be faithfuls. Every day, uh, there is a banishment where a traitor or a faithful can be sent home. And every night, the faithful murders uh, or the traitors murder a faithful. The whole goal of the game is to whittle it down to the very end. And the faithful have to get rid of the traitors. Now, it is this, this game. I already is, fell asleep. Exactly. It's well, no. It's it's actually when you watch it, it's really engaging because you're trying to. It's it is a mind game. As a psychology major, for you, you would actually probably get a kick out of it because basically what it turns into is the Stanford Prison Experiment. Right. The traitors turn into some of the most abhorrent people that you have ever seen. The problem with the show is now that I've seen two seasons of it, I know why they canceled it in Australia. <laughs> you do not come away from this show feeling good at all it is i've seen i've seen two seasons i've seen the u.s version to the end and i've seen the first season of australia to the end and when we were done with it there is a an intense feeling of just shittiness towards humanity it is that way all the time now right now anyways oh like, no why would the, i need a tv show to hammer the, it home this takes it to the nth level it is really vile okay um uh, which sucks because most of the show, like the entirety of the show up until the last 30 minutes is great. And then it just devolves into this cesspit of just shittiness <laughs> and greed and backstabbing. And oh, my God. Um, but, you know, for that first 11 and a half hours out of the 12, you're on the edge of your seat. It's great. But, man, the ending sucked. They got a really, like, 
figure that out. So but it's kind of like I, being a Republican in the Senate. Uh, kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, so <laughs> it, um, I, I put some links into the into the show notes if you're interested in it. Uh, but it's, I'm just going to tell you, it is it is a fun ride until you fall off a cliff at the end. <laughs> and it's just like, you really feel like hatred towards some of these people. And it's just like, I hope you never have a, a, a happy day for the rest of your life kind of hatred. It's that bad. So there's my review of The Traitors. Can't wait. Still probably better than most Marvel shows. <laughs> yes, it is, actually. <laughs> Ups and doodads. Quick thank you to everybody who has been sending me in uh, Obsidian tips uh, through the contact form and emails, uh, jhapd.me if you want to email me, or on the Discord channel. Uh, keep sending them. And a big shout out to my cousin Dwight who just sent me a huge list of really cool stuff. Uh, it is a deep, deep program. I really am uh, digging it so far. Uh, just it, that that OCD. If you got some OCD, man, you're gonna <laughs> love this app. Just organizing and linking and making graphs and, and never getting charts. anything done because that's all you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely productivity <laughs> uh, porn jerk off season when it comes to Obsidian. You can you can definitely go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, see the see the point of all these things is you're supposed to occasionally check something off the list. Well, I've been I've had COVID, so it's the perfect. <laughs> it has been the perfect time to do this kind of thing. So, right. uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Like I got a little, uh, I got a little, uh, note in my Apple notes called to do, and then I just type things in there and then I delete them when I've done them. Oh, it's not for that though. This isn't a to-do <laughs> list. This is a, this is a information organizational tool. Uh -huh. I don't No, I've, I've got things for to-dos. That's, that's for that. This is, this is not for that. This is for organizing my writing and things like that. So okay. I do, I do a lot of, I do a lot of other things than go pick up milk at the store, uh, that, that aren't you know, just for this show, believe it or not. So for that kind of stuff, it's really good. <laughs> All right. Uh, we talked last week about how YouTube is going to crack down on ad blockers because, you know, revenue. Um, so uh, apparently thousands of people are uninstalling ad blockers after the big crackdown that has happened, which begs the question, do they not understand how this software works? You can <laughs> pause it on a site without having to uninstall it. You yeah. Turn it off on a site by site basis. Well, Brian, let me explain to you, the average person on the internet. Okay. <laughs> the fact that they can turn their computer on and actually make a browser open and check their email mm -hmm. is a miracle. <laughs> I don't know if you've I don't know if you've met most of the people on the internet, but they're generally not what we would call in the business tech savvy. <laughs> so this is not surprising because you would also think maybe they would also find the button that says YouTube Premium, where you could keep your ad blocker and still get all of that content on YouTube. But, right. you know. But the, how does one send cash through the wires? I don't know, Brian. Maybe the coin of the bit. They don't oh, know how that works. Okay. <laughs> They've lost all their money on FTX. That's the problem. They can't afford YouTube Premium anymore. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one company, AdGuard, has told Wired that more than 11,000 people have uninstalled its Chrome extension each day since October 9th compared to 6,000 <laughs> regularly. <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, again wow okay well you deserve the internet you get then so have fun with that that's so funny um well there are the youtube ad blocking crackdown is is facing a little pushback in the eu now okay. privacy advocates are arguing that youtube's ad blocker detection system is a violation of privacy and illegal under eu law 
Now, one How? advocate, yeah, yeah, one advocate, Alexander Honf, has filed a complaint with the Irish Data Protection Commission, citing the e-privacy directive and the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. YouTube has responded by saying, "You're a fucking quack." I mean, uh, they've reiterated their stance that ad blockers. <laughs> oh my god! Here's the deal: this guy is trying to bend the law to say that. You can't even look to see what I have running on my computer, even though it, you know, breaks even your terms of service. Even though that's basically how the entire internet yeah. is based. Yeah. The okay. The the stretches, the overreaches that this this is actually taking are just mind boggling, and I completely one hundred and ten percent call bullshit on this one. 100%. Look, yeah. This is this is this is such an overreach. It is beyond comprehension, look. and the fact that he's saying that it is. You know, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights is being invoked because you're running an ad blocker because you don't want to watch a fucking ad? Fuck you. Look, a long time ago, we decided, uh, and by we, I mean not me, because I was against this idea anyways, we decided that the internet was going to be free-ish by paying for things with ads. Is that what I wanted? No. Did I think we should probably do micropayments? Yes. Did credit cards want to deal with that at the time? No. Did we go that direction? We did not. We decided to go all ads. It is not the idea that this is somehow infringing upon your human rights because a company needs to monetize itself to continue providing the service. And we decided collectively as a society that the way we were going to do that was through ads. Go shut the fuck up. Seriously. <laughs> Look, you already have us clicking that fucking accept cookie button all the damn time. So just just go, go away. Yes. I mean, I do I do like how they go after Facebook for some of their other ad practices, you yes. know, actually taking and storing my personal information and using that to sell to other people to m- show me fucking you know, Uncle Booger's bumper dumper ads all day long. Fuck, That's on that, you, buddy. Yeah, seriously. But uh, stop. <laughs> there's a there's a limit to this shit. <laughs> Right. You got to make some fucking money. Bandwidth is not free. Nope. No, it is not. So. Now, I keep seeing this in the news in the past couple of weeks, Jason. We've never <laughs> talked about this on the show, so I, I kind of want to get your opinion because they okay. have, uh, I suppose that I would say they've soft launched now. Oh, no, they've the launched launch now. Well, they've launched launch, but <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's got it in their hands yet. You can actually No, but I got the it. email. Yeah, I got so. the email last night. And if I uh, felt like just burning 700 bucks, I would totally order one of these just to see what it's what's up with it. The humane AI pin has gotten mm-hmm. its big reveal, but uh, and the headline says, but we still have a lot of questions as we yes. should. So this is the self-proclaimed proclaimed smartphone killer that has been launched by two former Apple employees. It's called the AI pin, a small cookie-sized device that you stick to the front of your shirt which makes you look at you're at like you're at some shitty conference. Hi, my name is John. <laughs> and according to its creators, it's designed to revolutionize our relationship to computing. So no screen. So we don't mm-hmm. walk around like zombies looking at our screens anymore. Uh, it's got some sort of AI voice interface. It has some sort of uh, lasers that shoot out and, and draw <laughs> things on your hands. lasers. <laughs> freaking lasers. So, yeah, it's supposed to project things onto your the palm of your hand. It's designed to uh-huh. be a virtual assistant communication device, an AI-fueled Swiss Army knife of services and features all in one. Okay, Brian. Thoughts, Jason? I have an Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if 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 the developers that have the millions of dollars at OpenAI would like to just make a watch app for their chat GPT app that I already have on my phone that does work with my voice, 
I, this company's out of business. But does it have freaking lasers? It does not need freaking lasers because it's already on my wrist and on my watch. I do not need to look at the palm of my hand. I turn, I, if I'm looking at the palm of my hand, I just go, turn my wrist over and look. Oh, look, there's a watch on the other side of my, my arm that right. has all of the information that I could possibly need. No freaking lasers required that will blind me if I go to my bored ape uh, party next time. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I do applaud the, the attempt. You know what I mean? Like, I like to see somebody doing something so completely different and, and thinking outside of the box. I just can't see this catching on. No, this is, this is a joke that is never going to launch. This is, no, but it has launched. I know, but I mean, it's, well, you'll be able to pick it up. It, it's, on, it's on sale right now for $699. It will mm -hmm. be on overstock.com for $6.99 by the end of the month. Okay. Oh, oh! You forgot though, twenty four dollars a month uh, for the well. You have to the connect cellular. to T Mobile. Yeah, yeah. Cell yeah. The cellular thing is twenty four bucks a month on top of the six hundred ninety nine dollar freaking laser pin. At the library. <laughs> the Last Emperor, the Interdependency Book Three by John Scalzi. Here's my final review. Since you're stuck, still stuck on reading it, uh, stuck the landing. Loved it. Great series. Done. Next. Okay. Uh, I literally finished uh, book two last night and then rolled straight into book three because it has been fun. I've enjoyed it. So. Yep. I'm going to wait for you to finish and then I can do a more detailed okay. review. But yeah, uh, if, you're, if you're thinking of picking up the series, uh, you get my thumbs up. All right. Good we'll, to we'll know. Discuss, Good to we'll know. discuss the rest of it later when you catch up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got some news from the authors of The Expanse, James S.A. Corey, which is, of course, a pseudonym for the two guys, Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank, who write together as that name. Uh, they have said, we're not going to write any more Expanse books. That's it. But they have announced that there will be a new project that they're writing together. Fans can look forward to the arrival of The Mercy of Gods, a space opera trilogy that sees humanity fighting for its survival in a war as old as the universe itself, according to a press release. And this of will course kick it's off a trilogy. Of course. Book, of course it is. <laughs> uh, as discussed many times recently, yeah. of course it is. Well, I mean, you know, they could have run a nine uh, book series like they did with The Expanse. I meant to ask, did you ever finish it? Fuck no. Okay. Once, the, once the show was done, I never went back to the books. I, the I problem was I, that's it. Yeah, I left off on the books when they were in like the big part where like the kids were dying left, right, and center. And like I like I think I Lucas was like three years old at the time. I was like, I cannot fucking mm. read this right now. I don't want Got to it. read this right now. So uh, and I just never went back to it because I'd watched the show and the show wrapped up, and I was like, good enough for me. Okay, that's what that see. That's what I remembered, but my memory is not what it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and in this episode of Let's Ruin Another Industry, Spotify brings 15 hours of monthly audiobook listening to premium subscribers in the U.S. So okay. let's fuck up the audiobook business, too. They're going to launch with 200,000 books. All right. The good thing about this, if you're a Spotify premium subscriber, you can try out a metric shit ton of audiobooks to find which ones don't suck. Also, if you're into business books, it's perfect because... The first hour of any business book is where 99.999% of the ideas and the meat are of every business book. Seriously, it's like 15 pages of gold. I would argue half gold. the time it's in the title. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the intro. The intro covers it. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest of the book is filler to meet the publisher's requirements for a 300-page book or a 250-page book. <laughs> exactly. So you can probably get a lot out of this if you're smart about it. Now, if you want to get War and Peace, it's going to take you six years because that's a 80-hour book. But, you know, so mm. we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, of course, they're they're doing what they can. Well, Spotify more cheap content. All of this is cheaper than music is. Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we've got Matt. Welcome, Matt. Thanks, Matt. And speaking of Patreon, since I'm the one that usually goes in and, and uh, just kind of thanks people whenever we get a new subscriber over at Patreon, innovation once again at its finest, Jason. Okay. I used to be able to log into Patreon, see the new members, click once, and then send a nice thank you message. It now takes me six clicks. To get to a send message. (laughs) Wow. There's no reason for it. There's no, it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. So thanks, Patreon. Another well done job with UI enhancements. You know, I would, I would generally get pissed off at Patreon for something like that, but we are so grandfathered in compared to what people pay nowadays for that service. Yep. Um, I don't want to poke the bear. I don't want to poke the bear either. I know they don't listen, so I don't care, but your system sucks, but I'm not going to complain because once again, we're getting like, we, we were there when they launched and nobody gets the deal that we get. So no, no, it, it would, it would be, you know, financially irresponsible of us to change our plan at this point. Yes. We would probably lose money if we did yeah so if uh if i seem a little less thankful by the time i thank you with your messages because i've had to click six fucking six times fucking to get times. there <laughs> yep <laughs> oh, man. uh over at paypal we've got ralph thank you ralph very much we appreciate it over the tip jar we've got jeff it has been a light week light I week know, what, for what, comments what? and yeah. donations and everything was it something yeah. we said uh, I, I, I imagine it would have to be because that's all we do here is say shit but that's true Damn, people. All right. Uh, Well, we had a little scary news for Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak this week. He was hospitalized on Wednesday after suffering a possible stroke in Mexico City, according to the local news uh, outlet there, Reforma. The 73-year-old technology legend who was in Mexico to speak at the World Business Forum was admitted to the hospital in the city. He's reportedly still in the ER at uh, the Mexico City Hospital. His team is coming to get them and figure out what's going on and whatever. So he was feeling strange after giving a speech at the forum and he started exhibiting symptoms that alarmed his spouse. Uh, sources with direct knowledge told TMZ on Wednesday. So I hope he's doing well. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. He's, he's one of the good guys. Yeah, he is. And he's, uh, you, you know, my Waz story, so I will not replay it here, but uh, I have, a, I have a fondness for Waz, even though the Segway polo thing was kind of silly, but well, you know, hey. nobody bats a thousand. No, they don't. They don't. So get well soon, Waz, uh, from a fellow fellow Strokian. And just another reminder, we're off next week. So uh, don't let that stop you from heading over to Patreon and making Brian click six times to thank you for subscribing. <laughs> Nothing I'd rather do on my vacation. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schellmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. Show notes and links to everything we talked about today are at GOG.show slash 625. GOG.show slash donate is the place to drop us a few bills so we can keep bringing you this top-notch entertainment. Sharing the show with your friends, enemies, or anyone in between is free and can be almost as good as cash. Almost. At GOG.show, you can find a link to our Discord channel if you want to chat with us and other show fans. Head over to GOG.show slash contact to send us your feedback, comments, or links to cool shit you think we should talk about. And GOG.show slash review is where you can toss us a review and preferably five stars that we can read on the air. Stay grumpy.